Do you like big basketball games? I hope you like big basketball games because that's what the Warriors got tonight. Welcome to the Damon Bruce Show. Welcome back to Damon Bruce Plus. Welcome to all the Plusers, as you have dubbed yourselves already in the chat before the show even starts. You're awesome. Uh, we will bathe in the waters of Mandalore together. Uh, I got Yosarian saying the ganja jar and the wild turkeys ready to go. My audience is awesome. You seriously are. Thank you so much for being here. Let's just hop right in because I really don't think the Warriors win this series without winning tonight. That, in my mind, makes this the biggest game of the whole freaking year. It's right here, baby. This is the season. I really believe that. To win this series, I think the winner of tonight's game goes on to win it, no matter who it is. So if the Warriors want to be standing on top of the Kings, tonight's the night to do it. Nine keys to victory. Who else has given you nine keys to victory, right? But we're going to do it, and we're going to do it quickly. We're never going to waste a minute of your time here on the Damon Bruce Show. Number one, Curry and Clay. Let's be honest. I don't even think you need, like, unusual nights of production from them, but they need to be themselves. Let's just start right there. You need Steph Curry to be Steph Curry, and you need Clay Thompson to have a good Clay Thompson game. If those two things happen, the first two steps in any victory are right there. Andrew Wiggins and Looney, look, they need to have above usual production tonight. They both need to have big games for this to get done. Draymond Green, number three, needs to be locked in and focused on both ends of the floor tonight. We all know that. That's basically the start in five right there. So, you know, I, I don't think I've uncovered very much here. The keys to victory are your starting five playing well, but that really means something on the road because number four, one of the three following guys needs to play his dick off tonight, needs to have a monster game. One of the three guys, it's either got to be Ragu, got to be Donovan uh, DiVincenzo, Moses Moody, or Gary Payton II. One of those three guys, if you're not talking about one of those three guys having a really good game tonight, I don't know if you're talking about the Warriors winning this game tonight. The depth on this team is a question mark. Kerr is definitely reeling in that bench. There's not a lot of love in Kaminga. By the way, anything from Kaminga, that's number six, five. Anything from Kaminga's gravy tonight. Anything from Kaminga is just gravy tonight. I don't know how much we're going to see of him. It looks like the coaching staff has lost a lot of faith. Turnovers. Number six already. Turnovers are death tonight. I'm setting the magic number right now at 15. Above 15 turnovers, Warriors probably lose this game. Under 15 turnovers, there's part of a path to victory for Golden State. Keeping Fox under 30. A just-the-tip game out of De'Aaron Fox. I think the Warriors were handed a little bit of a blessing in that broken tip, and not that you ever want to win because another guy's hurt. But I don't think the Warriors care how they win, as long as they win. And if De'Aaron Fox is a little unsure about going to the rack with his dominant hand, if he is unsure of, you know, if, if, if the shot is unsure tonight, untrue, if it's a little short, little left, not on its normal arc because of the pain in his fingertip, that is good news for the Golden State Warriors. Number eight, do everything possible to keep Malik Monk from having a big night. 
To me, that is the other guy that could unlock pain for the Warriors. Got to keep him. Again, role players on their home court are better than they are on the road. That's why I'm saying just one out of three for the Warriors role players. Keeping Malik Monk in check is a huge, huge part of the puzzle for the Golden State Warriors tonight. And as rudimentary as this may sound, every single drop of winning DNA that the Golden State Warriors have better be on display early tonight. This isn't one of those you're constantly five points behind and then you take care of business maybe in the fourth quarter. I I think the Warriors need to go out and suck a little bit of the life out of this building. Early shots fallen, good defensive possessions, protect the ball early, a quick start goes a long, long way to planting that seed of doubt in Sacramento. And let's be totally honest, the Kings don't have much reason to start doubting themselves to this point. Tonight could be the creation of that doubt. Tonight is the game that shouldn't feel too big for a team that's been through all the Warriors have been through, and tonight is a game that should feel a little bit bigger than normal for the Sacramento Kings. That's the formula. That's how they go out and win. That winning DNA essentially was non-existent, non-existent on the road this entire season for the Warriors. Tonight, it needs to show up. It's got to show up. Didn't even say Jordan Poole, did I? Didn't even say Jordan Poole's name. Jordan Poole is one of those, this is one of those games where if he is playing well, play him. If there is a problem with him looking sloppy, slipping all over the court, falling all over the fucking Golden 1 center, throwing the ball out of bounds, lousy defensive possession, just being attacked over and over and over and being hung out to dry on switches. Get his ass off the court tonight. I don't want to hear about a thing in terms of, well, you know, Steve has to win another game in this series, so tonight he needs to be worried about Steph's men. Steph plays all 48 tonight, if that's what it takes. Clay plays all 40. No, treat this game like it's the last game of your year, because if you lose it, I think you're done. I think the Warriors are done if they lose this. This is the game. It's got to be Warriors in six in order to me, in just my mind, for them to go to the second round. In order to get to six, you got to go through five. Warriors decided to drop the first two. The math still works. They win four in a row. Huge, huge game tonight. Obviously, comments will be up and on when we get into a little club plus in about 20 minutes from now. But, man, this is just a huge one for the Warriors. You want to talk some uh, some Warriors? Let's get right into it. This right here comes from Pino... Pino Mamba? I don't know. Pino Mamba. Okay. Uh, he said, had to dip. No, that's not what I wanted to click on. He said this. Steiny was talking about load management for Curry in Game 5. Dude. Shut the fuck up. I mean, load management... First of all, load management is a lie. It doesn't work. You can do as much of it as you want to in the regular season. It means nothing come postseason time. Don't believe me? Ask the Clippers, who spent the entire year load managing Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and when they needed them the most, neither of those guys were there. So load management right here. Fuck off. It's a myth. 
It's a myth. It's a lie. I don't want to hear about it. I mean, in the, in the regular season, we can talk about it. Come the playoffs, shut the fuck up. Load management in a postseason game. Shame on anyone who said that. And I love Steiny, but come on. Come on, man. Grow a pair of balls and go play some basketball. That's, a, that's what this is. Oh, I'm a little hurt. I'm a little sore. I don't give a fuck. No, no fan does. No fan should. You take tiny little bites of the apple all regular season long if you have to so you can get here and eat it all. That's what this map, that's what this is. That's what this time is. You kidding me? Load manage. How's that even on the radio today? By the way, radio, another bloodbath. Uh, ESPN radio basically neutered its importance in the entire infrastructure of ESPN as a company. They destroyed themselves with some of the choices they made today. It hasn't hit on air, but all the people behind the scenes who know what they're doing were essentially let go yesterday. Radio, it's a freaking bloodbath. Let me tell you, soon, I promise you, soon, there's going to be hosts from all cities in this country Getting in touch with me. Damon, how did you do it? How'd you make the pivot so quickly? And we'll help them. Because I believe in broadcasters. I believe in good content. And unfortunately, radio radio companies have done more to ruin radio than any bad host ever has. What's wrong with radio today is the companies that own them. Full stop. Anyone who tells you different is lying. How about this? Thank you so much, Yosarian. Never been so happy to watch a commercial for a YouTube video. Thank you very much. We are monetizing this thing as quickly as we can. Damon Bruce, D. Bruce, little Henny. Thank you, Mark. Uh, you know, never been a big Hennessy guy. I I like I like whiskey. And I like, I really do. I'm not just saying this because they're starting as a sponsor on Monday. And you know, I'm not just saying this because he's starting as a sponsor on Monday. I like Ike sandwiches. Always have, always will. I really like Metallica's blackened whiskey. It's what I've been drinking upstairs. So forget the Hennessy. Go with the Metallica blackened whiskey, and we're going to start a wonderful partnership with them coming up soon. Love when Damon talks that association. More association talk tonight on the AMP app. If you haven't downloaded the AMP app, do it. And when the Warriors finish tonight, not only am I going to be talking about the game, recapping a busy night. we got four games tonight in the NBA, um, big games tonight in the NBA, three chances to close out series, and a huge pivotal game five. Um, big night. Big night in the association. Sprinkle us, <laughs> Richie. I'm going to, there you go. Sprinkle, 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 sprinkle. Alex says, one little smack to Fox's hand and it's over. I don't think so, man. That kid is tough as nails. My respect level for DeAndre Fox has just gone through the roof. I bet he plays through all that pain. I bet he is out there giving his best he can unless something really bad happens. And I don't want anybody doing anything. I don't want anyone going out of their way. No dirty anything, but hard fouls on that hand. Let's play off basketball, baby. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Got rocking new era 84. 
The sack fan called this a finger game. That's what are we in high school? We're playing the finger game again. Well-timed sip right there. Don't you think the little pause for effect? Come on. I don't think so. The finger game. I don't know about that. I don't think anyone's going to be calling that. RIP Cougar. RIP Cougar Rebel says we need a big game from Jordan Poole. Look, you get one of those, fantastic. If you're not getting one of those, get him off the court. Because if he ain't scoring, he's certainly not defending. He's rarely grabbing rebounds. He's not much of a play creator when he's not involved or scoring offensively. So if it ain't a Jordan Poole game, get him off. Get him off the court. That's what I think. That's what I think this has to do too. Uh, another guy to keep an eye on all night. You're right, Keegan Murray. Stay true on him. Stay true on him. Oh look, Mrs. Plus, Mrs. Plus weighing in today. She's busy working. Uh, I heard Wednesday is the best day to share Damon Bruce Plus with your friends. Thank you, honey. Share it up. Pass it around. Pass it around. We don't want Bruce Plus. What? I don't know. We don't want it if Bruce Plus ain't in it. Oh, thank you very, very much. Thank you. By the way, I saw my former program director congratulate his station for another winning book over KNBR and another winning month. Those are all still my numbers. Me and Ray's numbers, I think, being recorded right there because they're about a month behind in terms of ratings. So you're welcome, 95.7 The Game. It was my pleasure. Every single war you ever win, every battle will be done from a trench that I dug with my own bare hands. You're welcome, you ingrates. It is good to be here. It's good to be with you. I'm feeling a little loose today. I'm feeling it a little loose. Absolutely. I'm feeling a little frisky. I might have to go up and hit that black and whiskey. Got a lot of people dropping the love, dropping the love. Someone said Steiny was joking like that. No, I, he better be. I mean, that's the thing. Matt knows enough about basketball. There's no way he said, come on. There's no way he said tonight's a night where you got to worry about. Dude, tonight's one of those if he dies, he dies games. Everybody plays as much as they have to to win this game. Now, let's say it's a nightmare scenario. The Warriors come out, and they're the Orlando Magic on the road, and everything sucks, and everything sucks early, and it doesn't get better in the middle of the game. Late in that game, like, if you're down big, even though the NBA officially feels like, you know, 20 points is the new 10-point lead, you can you can erase that quickly. White flag in this one because you got to go win two in a row, that could be an option. But I certainly hope that that does not happen. I certainly hope that that does not happen. You don't want that to happen. And I love Steiny. Nobody go back to Steiny that Damon's talking shit about him. But if he did say load manage anyone tonight, no, it's the playoffs. There won't be any of that. There can't be any of that. All right, so look, I don't want to get caught up here. I still, I still, uh, I, I, I get caught reading these, these, the, all of this. Uh, 
there's no doubt here. The radio letting go of Damon <laughs> uh, didn't age well. Thank you very much. I don't even want to say that fucker's name anymore. I really don't. Yeah, I, I you know I don't I don't even know Otis Bird. Here's what I know: any single ratings you ever heard about in radio is an estimation of what might be happening. Like I can count specifically the number of people in here, the number of people watching, downloading, listening to each and every episode. That's what's amazing about YouTube and podcasting. There's no longer a guesstimate of who's listening. Like we can tell you who's listening, where they are, where they're doing it. Ike, I see you in here, brother. Thank you so very much. Look at that. Carl Kelsick. Ladies and gentlemen, an old school, old school KNBR going back to the 1050 days. Producer, hardworking guy, and the man who would bring me Thanksgiving dinner when I was working studio shifts on Thanksgiving. Carl Kelsick is in the room. Love you, brother. Love you. Love that. I love that. One last thing here before we start moving along. Yosarian, one more time. Like this video. Here's the thing, Plus Army. Yeah, like that video. I'll see that we had like four or 500 people watch this live, and I'll look, and it'll be like 90 likes. Every single one of you, smash that like, unless you don't like it, in which case, them's the, just tough apples for me. That's how it goes. We're getting closer to 5,000. We are indeed getting closer to 5,000. I can give you an official count right now. We're 60 shy. 60 shy of 5,000 subscribers in a month with zero promotion, zero marketing. That's what I'm talking about. That's a little bit of me, and it's a whole lot of you. There is no doubt. Go Damon. Thank you very much, Shaw. Appreciate it. The other 60 must be hate-watching. You might be right about that, but again, if you don't got haters, you don't got an audience. I, I, If you can't stand the show, if you love the show, either way, doesn't really affect me. Just watch. Just listen. That's all we're asking for. Plus Army, thank you very much, Fish and Chips. All right. So, look. How does De'Aaron Fox look early in this game? Are the Warriors locked in? Are they not dribbling the ball off their own foot and turning it over and playing sloppy? This is a game where the big three all need to do what they need to do. And by the way, the big three, as far as I'm concerned right now, is Curry, Wiggins, and Looney. Curry, Wiggins, and Looney have been the only through line of every game of really good performance. Even Clay has been up and down. Draymond, when he's been out there, effective, but he wasn't even out there for a full game. So he gets graded on the curve. Huge, huge one tonight. And all eyeballs are going to be on it. All eyeballs are going to be on this one tonight. ESPN said the Kings and Warriors game four averaged seven and a half million viewers. It's the largest NBA first round playoff audience across any network in 21 years. That's incredible. That's incredible. So, man, that's incredible. Tonight's going to be a huge number, a huge number. If it's a tight game, it'd probably even beat that. By the way, it's a tough 
tough stat to digest for the Warriors are bad for the NBA crowd. Nick Wright, I love you, buddy. But you've been wrong about this dynasty every little step of the way. Warriors are bad for the NBA. The the luxury tax should be flushed just so the Warriors can keep what they're doing as the NBA signs a new media rights deal. This league is lucky to have the Warriors. Without the Warriors, in the last decade, there might have been a team or two contracted, for goodness sakes. They are the rising tide that lifts all boats in the harbor. Speaking of the other boats in the harbor, some really good NBA action out there on the court last night, by the way. The Suns, I'm telling you, man, they look hard to beat. With KD and Devin Booker scoring like that, we'll start with Devin Booker, who's just been amazing. He might be the best player so far to appear in the postseason. Any team, any series, Devin Booker right now is the MVP of the postseason. Booker shooting 65% on twos, 47% on threes, and 86% from the line through five playoff games. He had 47 in the closeout win over the Clippers last night. And look, Kevin Durant called it spiritual. (laughs) Kevin doesn't get too flowery. So, you know, that means he's really feeling his new teammate. There's no doubt about that. And all I can tell you is that if Kevin Durant basically exists as a secondary scorer, oh my God, like that's a problem for the NBA. If Kevin Durant is the other guy look when Kevin Durant was on the Warriors the beauty of Steph Curry's unselfish leadership role is he slid into the sidecar and let Durant basically steer the motorcycle Devin Booker's like dude I got so much score and wiggle in me Kevin I'm gonna take these shots you rebound you be you know a little gravitational pull and I'll take care of business Devin Booker is the teammate that Kyrie Irving never really turned into for Kevin Durant. And by the way, those two guys, Booker and KD, have combined to score 328 points in five games in the series that they closed out last night. Not since Kobe and Shaq has the NBA seen a scoring output between two two teammates like that to start a postseason. So, you know, I, I said early that I think the Suns need a year to play together before they figure out how to play together. Well, they just played pretty well against the Clippers, who are officially the most cursed team in the NBA, and there is no doubt about it. I mean, even when the Clippers are about to be good, something happens that prevents them from even being satisfying. It always happens with the number one pick in the draft. The Los Angeles Clippers select Blake Griffin who immediately blows his knee out. You know, I mean, they go on huge and on Kawhi. They go huge and on Paul George. And what have they got out of those guys? What do the Clippers do next? How do you run it all back with a guy who tears his meniscus every third time he runs? What's Kawhi Leonard's value in this league if he usually does not play? I mean, can you arrange like a pay-to-play? Can you use them like a taxi? Like you can get, we'll pay you premium mileage, but you can't start the the meter until you're on the road, until you're actually on the court. I know that NBA contracts don't work like that. I get it. But man, that's just, 
That's 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 tough break, man. Tough break. Absolutely tough break out there for the clip joint. Let me just quickly say this about Russell Westbrook. What is that guy's future going to be? Russell Westbrook was dripping with washed up all, what, last three years of his career, basically. All beginning of this year with the Lakers. All instantly joining the Clippers. The postseason starts. No Paul George. Kawhi only plays two games before shutting it down. He tore his meniscus, by the way. Russell Westbrook's been awesome. I saw this. This was a really interesting stat from a guy named Kyle Stack, who, until I saw the stat, I'd never heard of Kyle before, but here it is. I want to give him credit. So Russell Westbrook is about 550 points away from 25,000 regular season career points scored. That would make him the 28th player ever to reach that, although probably 29th because James Harden is right on the doorstep too. James Harden is about to enter the 25,000-point scored club. Russell Westbrook is about to be in the 25,000-point club. Russell Westbrook is 820 assists shy of 10,000 assists. That's pretty impressive. That's about two seasons of basketball, if he's got two more seasons of basketball. If he can eclipse that, he will be just the second player in NBA history with 25,000 points and 10,000 assists. The only other player is LeBron. That's amazing. I mean, that's really amazing. It's been easy to talk about what Russell Westbrook hasn't been, but you look at those career numbers and you can't help but be impressed. That's an incredible total. If he really does get there to 10,000 assists, 25,000 points in his regular season career, that's amazing stuff. There's only one guy standing in that club, and his name is LeBron. James Harden, by the way, is still 3,000 assists shy of like 10,000 assists. So he's still far away. He's not in that conversation yet. The Atlanta Hawks stayed in the conversation last night. They stay alive with Trey Young, a dagger three to beat the Celtics in Boston. Game six is now necessary in Atlanta, where the arena is double booked with a Janet Jackson concert. Apparently, Janet Jackson scheduled you know a show in Atlanta. It sold out so quickly, they're like, okay, do a second show. Well, that second show is when game six would occur. So somebody's getting fired, which just sucks these days. The Nuggets in the series that no one loved was unwatchable. No one gave a shit. Nuggets put the Timberwolves away last night. They're going to take on the Suns in the second round, and that's going to begin Saturday night in Denver. So we got a second-round matchup officially set up and ready to go coming out of the West. Again, we will get to Club Plus in just a little bit. Hype says, hey, man, need to make some Plus merch. Again, we've been at this. Today is show number 18. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. It's just me and Jillian working on this thing right now. Handful of friends who are helping out, but they all got jobs too. None of them are full-time employees. We have no full-time employees. So we're working on it. It's th- Thank you very much. It's going to happen, and hopefully it happens soon. Hopefully it happens soon. Oh, look, even my wife talking shit now. 
Welcome to all who watch. As long as you watch, we don't care if you love it or hate it. That's right, baby. That's right. <laughs> Jillian's in here talking shit. I love it. I love it. Oh, there we go. Somebody says, bring back the trifecta. You know what? You subscribed. So next Tuesday, just for you, Man Ching, Chang, whatever that is there. We'll bring back a trifecta on Tuesday next week. Just for that subscription alone. Thank you very, very much. Do we dare do a little quick baseball? Do we dare? Eh, why not? It feels like the right thing to do. Although, if you watch that Giants-Cardinals game last night, I mean, I couldn't help but notice. I think they announced that there was like 20,000 there. There's no way there were 8,000 people at that game, and there's certainly no way there was more than 3,000 people sitting in there for what was a hell of a rally. Blake Sable, two-run walk-off, Giants plate three in the ninth. They've won four games in a row. I'll say this about the Giants. They're getting a little bit better, getting a little bit healthier, getting a little bit more watchable, getting a little bit more exciting. So that's good. That's good. I'm not rooting against the Giants. I'm not rooting against baseball. I'm not rooting against Farhan. I'm not rooting against that team in order that I can just say, yeah, they're dead on arrival and they had a terrible offseason and I'm right about everything. I want good baseball. I want good baseball. I want it on my TV. I want to be able to enjoy it. So Giants playing good baseball is good for me as far as I'm concerned. I even watch the A's. I'll put them on. I'm not, I'm that one guy. By the way, Mason Miller, who caught his first loss last night down in Anaheim. Dude, that kid throws gas. That kid throws heat. He is humping it up there. 99 on a slow pitch. I mean, he's 98 if it ain't working. He's 101. He is cooking. That kid can throw. What a live arm on him. But he took a loss last night. And look, the A's are taking losses this season like a guy with a hangover takes aspirin. I mean, just mouthfuls. So tonight you get another Major League debut. Luis Medina, good luck, kid. Hope you and Mason Miller are traded to a franchise that tries to win and cares as soon as possible. Man, I saw saw something. I already shared it on Twitter this morning, but someone says, breaking news, Lake Merritt moving to Las Vegas. Oh, that's rough. Sometimes you just have to laugh in the face of tragedy, right? Got a little stadium news for you since stadium news has been at the epicenter of some of the hard feelings that are all over Oakland. Um, and this is stadium news that I'd say you wished you had this stadium news, but not for this price that the civic, you know, the, the community is kicking in. The Tennessee Titans saw this on ESPN. The Metro Nashville City Council approved a 26 to 12 vote early this morning on the final reading to allow its sports authority to issue $760 million in bonds, combine that with $500 million in state bonds for more than $1.2 billion in public financing to the Titans' soon-to-be-built brand-new enclosed stadium. $1.2 billion, the largest public price tag for a stadium, topping the $850 million commitment from New York for the Buffalo Bills for their new $1.5 billion stadium. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when Allegiant Stadium was breaking records of public funding. 
Those numbers have been left in the rearview mirror. So the cost of everything goes up. The amount of cities that are willing to just shovel their own hardworking taxpayer dollars to billionaires who, by the way, have no profit from that stadium shared back with the city or anything. Not ever. They keep all the profit, but they take all the public funding to get these things built. And just so you know, this is no longer just an American problem. Calgary. I mean, the Stanley Cup playoffs are on, and this is the first time we've talked about hockey here on the Plus, I think. But Calgary, the 40-year-old Saddle Dome, doesn't have much time left in it because a new arena is coming to Calgary. The price tag was estimated $800 million Canadian, which is $587 million U.S. By the way, notice they're not doing anything. You know, they're not in the billions, $1.2 billions. They're still getting things under done for, like, you know, under $1,000 million, which is what a billion is. Um. Among the projects that will be completed alongside the new arena, parking, transit improvements, a new community rink, an enclosed plaza. Like, of course, the Canadian using public funding to buy you know, a rich person a stadium is more charming than any American announcement about it. By the way, that stadium in Tennessee apparently is going to have a translucent roof with a capacity of 60,000. The NFL is king, and we'll be proving that once again tomorrow when names being read off a teleprompter have about 10 million people tuning in. More people will tune in to watch names being read off a teleprompter in Kansas City than will for an NBA playoff game tonight. That's nuts. That's nuts, but it's the truth. That's how big the NFL is. 49ers, unless they trade up or trade Lance or trade Brandon Ayuk, which that can't look trading Trey Lance could happen. I don't think it's going to now. Trading Brandon Ayuk can't happen. Like that guy's their best wide receiver. Like somebody told Debo Samuel to hold this. Brandon Ayuk's better than him. Maybe not running with the ball, maybe not with yak yards, but as a number one wide receiver, I know who it is. It's Brandon Ayuk. Unless the 49ers trade up, they're not picking until the third round. They got three third round picks, three fifth round picks, a sixth rounder, and four seventh rounders. So, you know, all football fans will be watching that first round a little bit tomorrow. But middle of day two, when rounds two and three happen, or when the 49ers are expected to really start dancing in this draft. By the way, the draft, um, the first guy who was ever picked. The number one pick of the first ever draft back in 1936. His name was Jay Burwanger. He had uh, he was a Heisman winner from the University of Chicago. He didn't even play football. Didn't even play football. The number one pick in that year's draft. This isn't a Kyler Murray situation. The number one pick in that year draft went on to be. I'm not kidding. A foam rubber salesman. Heisman Trophy, drafted first overall pick, first draft ever, says, nah, I'm going to be a foam rubber salesman. That's how far the NFL has come. Foam rubber salesmen got paid better than football players back when this whole thing started. I'm going to tell you right now, 
they want to pay afternoon drive hosts like foam rubber salesmen. And I wasn't going to do that. So that's why we're over here. Out of 81 picks in that first ever NFL draft, only 24 went on to play. So to say scouting is a is an art form, not a science, applies to even all the way back then. We got an awful lot of stoof. Paul, Paul Ortega says, I want a nooner back. So the nooner girl with her husband, friends of mine, they moved to Mexico. They're expats. They got out. They're living a good life and more square footage down in Cabo than they would have had here in the Bay Area. So the nooner girl, you gone to Mexico. Maybe we can dial her in after all somehow, some way. But here's the thing. Rarely will we even approach noon because we want to get everyone in and out and along their way. We streamline the messaging. We're not wasting your time. We're not trying to kill four hours. We're not desperate to suck you through another segment by just dragging it out, dragging it out, dragging it out. We say what we got to say and we move on, damn it. And so that concludes today's Damon Bruce show. If you're listening on the podcast, thanks so much. We'll have another one for you tomorrow. And if you're here on YouTube, stick around for Club Plus, which is going to start right now. But first, let me say to everyone that sports don't build character, they reveal it.